time, love, and salutations, good people. Thank you so much for tuning into the Slow Wealth Podcast. That is Success Lives on Elevation. We are Kendra and Ramon, and as we have in our previous podcasts, uh, we always start off with a powerful motivational quote. And the quote starts by saying, note to self, you don't have to solve your whole life overnight. You do not, excuse me, you don't have to feel ashamed for being where you are. All you have to focus on is one small thing you can do to get closer to where you want to be. Slowly and lightly, one step at a time, you can get there. Okay. All right. Step by step. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. All right, Ramon. So, it's going to be a short one. Short, 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 short. <laughs> but we're going to talk about the, uh, you know, Zillow has their predictions for 2022. And uh, what they think the market is going to be like. Um, and, you know, it's probably not going to be like 2021. Um, but it's still going to be a good market. So, they're predicting uh, that it will fall just short of a record-breaking year. Oh, uh, the record-breaking year of 2021? 2021. Because Austin, obviously, was, like, top of the list. Yeah, Austin like, and Dallas. Too. Yeah, because Dallas actually grew more than uh, Austin. But Austin, I think, grew at a faster rate. Yes. So, Austin still is on the top of the list. Um, but I forgot there was a list somewhere. I think Salt Lake was the, uh, the hottest market right now. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Like Salt Lake, I think Boise was on that list. And then there's some other cities in like Florida, which understandable. Um, also Zillow predicts that the sellers will have the upper hand. Well, they will keep the upper hand. Meaning if you have a house, property, whatever, you got the upper hand because if you're deciding to sell, there's going to be a lot of buyers. Well, that's, I mean, that's been the case for the last two years, pretty much 2020 and that's 2021. That's what I'm saying. But they're saying the sellers are going to keep the upper hand. So like, when's the last time that the sellers, there's been a seller's market for, you know, probably two years straight. Yeah. That means that there's going to be a lot of um, competition for uh, offer on offers, yeah, oh, a yeah. lot of competition on making offers. So um, this summer, people were going <laughs> several thousand dollars over on their um, offer prices. A lot of people that lived here in parts of Texas that um, were looking for new homes were discouraged almost. Um, from looking for new homes because they couldn't afford to buy a new home. Yeah. So they, to list their home, they, they were like, well, where am I going to live? Well, that's when you kind of back out and say, you know what, let me not sell it. Yeah. And then I ain't got nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to leave the city. Um, Zillow also predicts that the Sun Belt surge will extend into secondary markets. Austin is part of that Sunbelt surge, mm-hmm. like Arizona, you know, cities of that nature. Um, but they're saying that it's going to extend, meaning those cities that are, you know, probably within 50 miles or so, 50, 70 miles, mm-hmm. who, you know, 
a lot of people never really was living there like that. Right. Are going to start booming. Like Taylor, Texas, where Samsung is going to be built, uh, which is what, 40 miles from Austin? 30, mm, 40 miles yeah, from Austin? Yeah. Taylor, Lockhart, uh, Shoot, well, I guess he said San Marcos and... Yeah, San Marcos, San Antonio, Buda, yeah. Kyle. But who would have thought that Leander and Cedar Park would be, like, ideal areas to live in? Like, Cedar Park is, like, one of the best areas, I guess. Yeah, so if you live somewhere, like, in a, in a major city, you got to start looking, like, you know, 50, 70 miles uh, either direction and, and kind of watch the trend to see what's going on and try to catch it before it's too late, you know. Get in on the curve before it happens. Right. Um, Zillow also predicts that more Gen Zers and millennials will buy a second home before they'll buy a primary residence. Oh, that's great. That means they're investing. They're probably doing a lot of Airbnbs. A lot of people are buying homes and renting them out. I just heard, was that you that told me? Um, or I read it somewhere that uh, uh, an investor came, I think it was in Kyle, and they bought up like 600 homes. Mm, yeah. Oh, maybe I read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> bought up like 600 homes. I think some of the homes was on uh, under contract from the builder. Oh, yes, I told you okay, that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. They bought up just all of them. Just Like, they're doing that. They, and I think that's going to happen a little bit more. Yeah, they uh, and they're written all of them out. They written them out. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were built to sell, but now they're built to rent. Hey, and it's gonna be a good market for uh, single family homes. As more and more people are working remote, and they're moving to those smaller cities where it was already cheaper, mm-hmm. and now their money goes longer. They right. like you know, if I came from the West Coast, I was paying six, seven hundred thousand for a house. I can come back, you know, to the Midwest or wherever. And I can get, you know, something two, three times bigger than what I have for half the price. Right. So, um, Zillow also, now this is interesting. Zillow also predicts that there would be no end in sight for the renovation boom. Absolutely. Our infrastructure here in America? Well, no. What they're talking about is more people are going to actually keep what they have. And just renovate it. Oh, there you go. That goes back to what we were saying earlier because a lot of people that want to list their homes mm-hmm. can't afford to buy a new house. There you go. So they're like, okay, I, I live here. Some people have probably paid their house off or they don't have very much longer to pay it off. And they're like, I'm just going to make this house into what I want it to be. And I've noticed here and a couple other places that we travel to, People are starting to put those little tiny homes in their backyard because if they don't have the space, yeah, if they don't have the space in their house, they, they're like, I'm going to create this space Uh, outside of my house. It's kind of, it's kind of a win-win if you, if you own a house, right? Because if you sell it, obviously you're going to sell it and walk away with a big chunk of money, you know, in equity. Um, But like we said, you may have to live or move outside the city. Um, or you keep the house, you got the equity because everything around you is going up. Right. And now you can borrow against it. You right. Know, you can say, all right, let me take out twenty, thirty thousand, 
and redo my kitchen, you know, redo the bathroom, put that deck on the backyard like you've been wanting, you know, whatever. You got to pay it back. But, you know, it may make you uh, uh, enjoy the house more, Mm -hmm. you know. Absolutely. So I do see that happening a lot because as the market, you know, interest rates go up a little bit, but the housing is still going to go up. If you live in one of those states where the property taxes is high as shit, <laughs> people like, you know what? I'm just going to keep this house. Right. I'm just going to, you know, add stuff onto it. All right. So Zillow also predicts that work will play a key role in moving decisions. Yeah, I guess that's pretty much yeah. <laughs> what's been happening. Okay. Uh, How is well, that a prediction? Huh? How is that a prediction? <laughs> Probably because I think it was kind of happening with COVID. It just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Because they were just like, look, you can't come into the office. You got to work from home. And I think a lot of businesses, a lot of companies going to that kind of remote thing where they're, I think some of them are kind of getting away from the brick and mortar or, they kind of, or the office uh, setting where mm-hmm. they just like, look, you can work from wherever. And so, you know, I think a lot of people are going to go to that. And they're just like, hey, you know what? I'm going to work from wherever. I'm going to go to, uh, some small ass Knoxville, Tennessee or something. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, especially if you come from a coastal city um, where the cost of living is significantly more expensive and then you come down to cities like Dallas, Houston, or San Antonio where it's, you know, a lot less expensive to live and then you get you get an exorbitant amount of space and you can get that new car that you want, take those vacations that you couldn't afford before because you were paying, I don't know, $3,500 in rent for a one-bedroom apartment in San Francisco. Mm. You know, and now you move to, to let's say, the Dallas area and you're paying $1,500. I mean, that that's $2,000 that you're saving, you know? That can go a lot of different places. <laughs> that's true so the last prediction which is you know kind of hard to believe is that Zillow predicts that new construction gangs will only be a drop in the bucket despite their best efforts as builders meaning um, the supply and demand mm-hmm. you have so much uh, demand you don't have the supply which slows the progress Yeah, which means you're not you know a lot of these builders are not gonna make as much as they might be maybe want to because of you know demand is just way higher right um and they're selling the homes of course for a higher amount because of the shortage in lumber and other um other tools that are needed to build the homes so over the summer um i was finding just personally i was finding that uh when you dealt with some of the builders um they would not allow you to make a lot of changes or selections to a new build. Uh-huh. They were like, look, this is the kitchen as you see it now. This is this is the if you went if you walked into a model home, the model home that you see, that's uh-huh. the home that you're buying. You is can't what change you see a lot. Is what you get. Exactly. You could not change a lot. Like, you know, most times they allow you to Hurry select your counter space, your flooring, you know. <laughs> Like, not in this market. <laughs> <laughs> no, not in this market. You can choose different layouts and the price would be the same as the model home. That's how it was previously, but now you don't have a lot of room to make those modifications to um, 
a new build. So that is uh, that's something that definitely changed in 2020 into 2021. And, you know, the crazy thing, though, is because of that, like you said, they, they're not able to build the houses or these properties fast enough for the demand. Mm-hmm. Which means, like you said, when it comes to houses, they're going to have a house plan, a floor plan, whatever, and they're like, this is it. Like you said, you don't get no kind of say-so. Which means you're going to get a lot of people buying houses, they're going to be settling. Right. They, you know what I mean? Especially if it's a new construction. Just to buy a house. You know what I'm saying? If it's a new construction, you want it to be you know, how you want it. It puts your little touch on it. Where now, you don't get no say-so. Right. So you know, you're just like, all right, well... Like, we need someone to live. Yeah. I so like I was, this. Most times, people are like, I like this neighborhood. I like this area. Uh, the home has the square footage. But just as an example, a lot of people don't like to have all the bedrooms on the first floor mm-hmm. and maybe one bedroom upstairs or something like that. This is just an example. Some people like to have the master on the first floor and all the bedrooms upstairs, all the other bedrooms upstairs. Mm. And um, sometimes with some builders, you can, you know, modify that layout. And the other thing, too, I want to mention before I forget is with um, some builders is that they're buying the land. And as soon as that as soon as they start breaking ground and people make offers on the um, basically on the home, on the new build. These homes are sold out or they pretty much uh, you'll get an email if you've been on a wait list. Some people have been on wait list for six to eight months just to say, okay, that piece of land is eventually going to be my home only to wait another six months to a year for the home to be built and uh, ready for move in. So sometimes this has been a year to a year and a half process. Some, and maybe for some people, possibly two years, just depending on how big the home is. Whereas before, it was like, okay, you know exactly what your address is going to be, which is the foundation, you know, the actual land when you look at the dirt. And then they say, okay, this will be done in three to six months. Now, because there's wait lists, you can wait up to two years. Uh, I don't know if anybody doing that, but uh, with that, though, and last thing, then we'll get into it, I think it's going to actually cause, not that it wasn't already, but a lot of these homes are going to be real shoddy. You know, they're going to look nice, right? but they're not going to be worth nothing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the, the quality. The, the quality is going to be, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pretty crappy because they're trying to just hurry up and build them. We got 100, you know, we got 500 people waiting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like you drive down the street and you see dirt. You come by next week and you see about 10 houses. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're like, God, nah, they bring this shit quick. Yeah. So I think you know it's gonna it's gonna gonna cause that, which who knows years down the line if you're gonna have an influx of people walking away from these homes because they're like, man, you know, if, if the market takes a turn, you know, that home ain't really you know worth nothing now. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. It's the first podcast of, of the, the year, year 2022. Yes, amen, hallelujah, we made it. We gonna uh, give, uh, you know, talk about some little resolutions that we feel like, you know, everybody should, you know, incorporate into their life, not just for this year, but for the rest of your life. Right? Not should, but advise. Should. And you can <laughs> add on to it. <laughs> advise, because when you talk about resolutions, resolutions, goals, um, whatever you want to call them, that's personal. You know, so 
you make your goal what you want it to be or your goals or resolution resolutions what you want them to be all right so the first one we feel like is uh and these are not in the correct order any particular they're not in, in any, any particular, particular order. order let's say that the first one is take risk absolutely and i think i might need to uh do this one even more too me too me too i think when you um it's easy to tell somebody to take a risk when you're on the outside looking in but personally when it's time for me to take some risk i won't say everything but some risk i get like i don't want to say anxiety but i kind of get like anxious a little bit just a little anxious because you're like okay i don't know how this is gonna turn out what if it doesn't work um you don't want people to be like why'd you try that why didn't you do this you know I don't know. It's just kind of, it's, it can be a difficult journey, but it's worth it. It's always worth it. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one is don't focus on your weaknesses. I hate when you go to job interviews. I absolutely abhor going to job interviews when I would go on a job interview and they would say, okay, well, what are your weaknesses? And it's like, really? Really, gotta, I'm gotta, not here for my weaknesses. I'm here for my strengths. You gotta fill out that SWOT analysis. Yeah, the strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shit, I forgot the O and T. So. <laughs> I know strength, weaknesses, something. All uh, right. So the next one, yeah, don't focus on your weaknesses, right? Yeah, focus on Slow your strengths. Down. Yeah, focus on your strength. Mm-hmm. The next one, uh, invest more. Let me take over this one. Yeah, just take your money, you know, take something out of your check, wherever you get it, and just put it into some kind of investment, whether it's stocks, crypto, whatever. Just invest it. Don't just let it sit in the bank or, you know, in that shoebox. It don't, you know, it don't make no money for you. You got to make money work for you. If you think about it, the dollar is decreasing in value. So the longer you hold that money, you're not putting it to work. Is becoming worthless. So invest more. What's the next one? Keep dreams to yourself until you achieve them. Now, this is one that I kind of struggle with a little bit because you do get excited about, you know, your aspiration or your goals, resolutions. Um, and you want to share that information with people, but everybody isn't fit to sit at your table. And you have to know who it is that, you know, you're inviting into your space to, to eat with you, to break bread with you. What were you going to say? Steve Harvey said something that was really good. What did he say? He said, don't, if you want to kill a dream, tell it to a small, if you want to kill a big dream, tell it to a small minded person. Yeah. And sometimes those people that you think are, you know, open mind and, and for you, when you share things with them, you can just hear, you can hear it in their voice or see it in their face that they don't believe that you're that person to accomplish it. Or, or, you know, they may feel some kind of way like, okay, why do you think you're fit to do this? And I can't do it. You know, I don't know. It's not always like that, but you definitely want to make sure that you talk to yourself or God or whoever your spiritual um, being is. That's true. That's true. All right. Next one is motivate 
and congratulate others. Make sure it's genuine yeah. when you're motivating and congratulating people. Don't do it just because you think it's the right thing to do. Do it because you really want to do it. And I think, too, once you start motivating and congratulating people, too, you don't want to compare yourself to their accomplishments because their journey is different from yours. Stop comparing. Stop comparing your life to other people's lives. That's their business. It just may be their season. Yeah, absolutely. And yours is coming. All right. The next one, stay positive. Yeah. Stop being negative. Stay positive. Positive mind. A negative mind breeds negative results. Yes. So stay positive. Yes. Uh, next one. Do what others won't do to achieve what others want. Ooh. So. You snuck that one in there. I like that. Yeah. Hard work pays off, right? The things that you do that other people don't want to do is what's going to pay off for you. It's what's going to make you successful. It's, want to go, it's what's going to give you what everybody dreams about getting, right? Oh, can I mention something? I just want to tell a quick story here. Yeah, <laughs> so I was reading something about the gold rush, and there was a family of people that said, you know what? I, we're not we're not getting anywhere. We moved all the way out here. We're poor. Our kids are starving. They're dying. Of course, they're a smallpox fan. And they were like, we have to be able to do something. So this family said, well, we need to be able to, to sell something to the people who are digging for gold, who are successful at digging for gold. And they're like, well, what do what do they wear? What do they wear? And that's how they came up with the concept of Levi jeans, which is still being worn today. They mm. couldn't get in on the gold rush, mm. but they decided that this is, this would be the next best thing. And who would think that an empire like that started that way? It's not all the time that you'll be able to get to the gold immediately. Sometimes you have to do things like make shovels because... If you make a shovel for people who are digging for gold, guess what? They're always going to need you. Mm. Same with the Levi jeans. They're always going to need you. So you're, again, that goes back to your path. Your path could be different. These people are making millions of dollars for centuries. A shovel was used. <laughs> somebody sold a shovel to somebody who was digging for gold. So that lets you know, you know, something so small and just insignificant to other people could be big for you. Gems. All right, next one. Maybe you want this one. Mm -hmm. Social media is not for everything. What do you mean? I think social media is a good tool to make money. Mm -hmm. It's a good way to, you know, communicate with friends and family. Um, but I think a lot of people let it consume their life to where it takes them off focus from something, you know, and that's just, could be just your phone, you know, laptop, whatever. Sometimes you need to take it off, turn it off. Don't put all your business out on social media. Don't put all your relationship business. Don't put everything that you're thinking on your mind. Don't put your next move, right? Because I think people, you all got a thousand friends and you really only know five of them in real life. Like, you talk to five of those people, but what you put out there and the negativity that you get back, it'll affect you. And so, you know, you, you can't let that social media just kind of consume your whole life. 
That's what I mean by that. Absolutely. I agree. Um, I'm not a huge social media person. I can go weeks without checking any social media other than Pinterest. I love Pinterest. Well, but, I mean, you know, we got we got we got the slow wealth, so you know, we got to I mean, I know we got to be more consistent, but it, that's trying. that's difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I don't feel like I always have the time. I'm getting I've gotten better, mm-hmm. though. I've definitely gotten better. Um, I just feel like a lot of times with social media, people allow I know this is going to sound crazy, demons to <laughs> to entertain them. Mm-hmm. And you got to be very careful about what it is that you're allowing your subconscious mind to intake because you don't know what that person that recorded that message or you know displayed that message on their page you don't know what's behind that and when you're viewing that that energy i'm all about energy that energy channels to you. So just be careful about what it is that you allow to entertain you. That is a, a good statement. All right, next one. Make big plans. Yeah, make big plans. Make big plans. Dream big. Dream big. Right? Dream. That's what dreams are. They're, they're big. You're not, you don't dream about what you're about to eat tomorrow, right? Because you can probably go out there and just buy it. Right. You know, you dream about something that you don't have that seems unattainable. Mm-hmm. And when I get down, and I'm like, oh, I can't do that. I play that song, Devin the Dude. Remember, do what the fuck uh, you wanna <laughs> do. Oh man, I will play that sometimes just to myself. And I'm like, he knew what he was doing. When he wrote that song. He was dreaming big, but he had small-minded people that was like, nah, you can't do that, man. Don't do that. That I mean, find something to to help you stay abreast on your goals, like your plans, because it's so amazing to see something so small, uh, a thought so small as a mustard seed turn into this fruitful, lively plant that you can eat from. Mm-hmm. Good, good. All right, next one. Celebrate even the little goal. So you know, if you say, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna lose a hundred pounds." And then you lose 10 next week. Hey, celebrate. Whatever yeah. it is, you know. Celebrate. Celebrate. You're supposed Just, to. Supposed to. I need to work on that, too. I got to work on that. I think, too, what gets confusing for a lot of people is that that's why I said you sh- when you said should be doing, we suggest. These are our suggestions because a lot of people will be like, I need to be here in two days. It's like you just started like. This plan, this thought just came to your head and you're expecting that. No, sometimes visions, like you mentioned Steve Harvey, do you know how long it took that man to get to where he is right now? Mm. He's in his 60s. He didn't start his career like, you know, when he was a teenager. This man started, you know, after he already was married with a wife and kids. And then he just started blowing up. You know, and going through things when he was in his 30s and 40s and, you know, now he's 50s and 60s and he's living his dream. Kevin Hart, same thing. You know, you see, you know, he like, I want to be a billionaire so he can change lives. Now, I think you can change lives without being a billionaire. I mean, look at Malcolm X and um, MLK. They were not, you know, they weren't financially wealthy. Mm. However, they left a legacy behind. So... Um, yeah, celebrate, celebrate life, celebrate your goals. 
And with that, the next one is write your goals down. Amen. Hallelujah. You got to be able to see it. Yes. You got to be able to see it, to believe it, to achieve it. Yep. So, and uh, I, re- I heard somewhere where they said uh, you should use blue ink, I think it is, and not black ink. Mm-hmm. Like it does something to your psyche. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were saying like all the the wealthy, the rich people, they use blue ink mm-hmm. and not black. Mm, I wonder why. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. All right, next one. Wait a minute. Let me go oh, back okay, to write, okay, write right, your goals. Right, okay, right, so right. I do vision boards because I um, I'm creative. I like to I like to see things like I'll draw or paint or something. I like to creatively do things. So I like to have a blank canvas and add stickers and cut out you know, different things from magazines and put it on a board, something that allows me to use uh, my creative side and my um, intellectual side. So that's what I do. That's how I write my goals. And then I also do um, my day planner for the year. Those are things that I do. Um, That's just a suggestion to writing your goals. And like I used to hear when I was a kid, about goals, I I don't know how it was exactly referenced, but this pastor has said uh, the Ten Commandments were goals. Mm. (laughs) That was God's goals for the world. Mm. So that shows you how important it is to write something down. You gotta write it down. Mm -hmm. All right, the next one, allow yourself room to fail. Kendra? Yeah. especially if you black I mean like I think you know this message is for everybody but I'm just speaking as a black person as a black human being Um, we're not allowed to fail (laughs) we're not society does not allow that your family friends don't allow that it's like once you put it out there you start that business and you may have a month that you're not doing so well or months that you're doing so you're not doing so well. People will say, oh, man, you know, I told you you need to get a good job or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's automatically that they go back to something that's comfortable for them. And you like, well, damn, you know, this is the first time that I'm doing something like this. I want to embark on something bigger than what you could, what your little small mind could ever envision. So you will have failures, but that doesn't mean that you're a failure. No, you got to. Sometimes you have to fail. And then, you know, what they say, you you have a setback to have your comeback. Exactly. There you go. You know, it's all right to fail. All right. Next one. Get rid of negative people around you. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. You know, the negative Nancys. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh. The Negro naysayers. Yeah, the Negro <laughs> naysayers. Those people that always complain about something, always got something negative to say about everything. Those people will drain you. Oh, yes. And it just, it doesn't, it's not productive. No. Like, you need to be productive. So anything that's positive, get around it. Negative, just get up and walk away. Somebody and, come in there and start trying to complain about something. But, oh, man, for real, I'll be back. <laughs> and just because they don't agree with you doesn't mean they're being negative. 
or they sometimes you do need people around you to say, okay, that's a great idea. But well, this to me is negative if you do not give me an alternative. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. So if I say, hey, I got this business I'm thinking about doing, man, you know, what you think? And you're like, man, nah, I wouldn't do that. that that's stupid. Okay, now nah, I'm not going to tell you nothing else. But if you like, oh, okay. So then you start asking me questions about it and you make me think. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Or if you like, yeah, you know, that might be cool, but maybe you should try this or, you know, whatever. The people who just give you that one that one word or that one sentence of just negativity, eh, I'm good. Yeah, like my father-in-law says, I remember going to Cheddar's when we all went there and the waitress kept saying, no, I can't do that. I can't do that to somebody's order. And my father-in-law stepped up and said, no, you keep telling us what you can do. Tell us what you can do. Mm. You know, um, turn your can'ts into can, will, or you're doing, you know. Um, like I said, words have power. Yes. Like, you have to switch up, you know, don't say I can't, you know. Mm -hmm. I'll find a way, you know, or something like that, you know. But all of that is hard, you know, it's easier to say than it is to do. You know, but that's, that's, uh, that's goals is trying to improve yourself. Right, every day is a struggle, but every day is a another another day to try to improve on yourself. Right, so. and I don't think it's hard. I think we make, we we complicate things. People complicate yeah. things that don't need to be complicated. Well, it's hard to not uh, not complicate things. All right, uncomplicated, you know. All right, the last one, the, the last, last one. Well, no, nah, the last two is pretty much the same. Okay, so the last one. Is you can meditate, pray. So, you know. They should be the same. What they well you supposed to meditate when you pray. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you that what that allows you to listen to to hear God. Yeah, because I'm gonna tell you what uh Miles Monroe. My favorite. Well he was like, you know, everybody they go to pray to God, you know, they tell him what they want, thank him for you know, whatever, and then you get up and you go. Mm -hmm. And he's like, You didn't sit there and let him talk to you back. Yeah. You know, let, he, let him talk to you back. Yeah, let, <laughs> hey, let him talk back to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know, he's like, all right, thank God for giving me this. All right, I'm holla at you. And he's like, hold on, bro. He's like, damn. You let me let me, speak. Yeah, let me speak. So sometimes you may have to sit there and just be in silence and just let whatever come to your mind come to your mind. That's that's so true. That's so true. And I think a lot um, too. Like people are like expecting you to be sitting weird when you're meditating and you know doing all that humming and stuff but that's not what if that's if that doesn't work for you find what works for you to help you meditate like me i can't really if i close my eyes and envision something when i'm meditating something has to be moving and it's so weird like when i'm meditating i like to think about running water like a river or ocean or something um, but it has to be moving. It has to be moving. Or I think about when we're at the airport. Like, okay. I'm a people watcher. Okay. So I can, the silence, like, I'll just go into complete silence when I'm thinking about that and just see people moving. Because they're moving about. And that just, to me, that is so inspiring for some reason. I mean, you have all these different gates and terminals that people are leaving and going somewhere for whatever reasons. I'm not thinking about that as I'm meditating what they're doing, but uh -huh. I just more or less, I can envision that. 
So, I mean, do what works for you when it comes to prayer and meditation. Uh, because that, for me, is the first part of my day. I'm already, I've am i already done that before I've hopped out the bed. So, you get it out the way? All right. Not necessarily, because you can do it. I do it throughout the day. But, you know, it just keeps me at peace. Hey, whatever works for you. All right, y'all. So, yeah, we told you I was going to be a little shorter than usual. So, uh that's 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 one of our resolutions. Keep these shorter, cause we know you know none of y'all got, you know all y'all got short attention spans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, including us. Yeah. You know, uh, keep these coming out more frequently. Keep these what? These podcasts. You know, keep okay. the content. I say the content, right? Improve our social media content even more. Um, cause I be learning. I was like, man, it's a lot. It is a lot. You know, if anybody out there in college, you know, come help a brother out. Because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing over here. Hey, you a know. lot of people don't. Just kind of trip your way into success. Look, I, I still got MySpace. No, it's fine. <laughs> oh, you silly. But, uh, yeah. Hey, we got we got resolution. You know, we want to get bigger in the real estate. You know. Um, yeah, get some more properties. Some more properties. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I'm on. That's what I'm on. Hey, residential, commercial. You know, I got big goals. So, uh, hey, man, just stay positive. Get the negative folks out of your life. Because 2023 will be hitting us in a minute. Yeah. Because 2020 went quick. 2021, he was like, hold up. It, yeah, it was so much stuff that got on. He was like, that went on. He was like, what's, okay, I don't know what to, you know what? I'm just going to go back here and chill. Just leave me alone. <laughs> I saw that meme. He was like, "Man, I'm going in 2022. Like, hey, who, who over all there over there?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was too funny. Who all over there? <laughs> <laughs> like, before we come in there, like, who over there? Right, because if it's somebody that I don't want to mess with, I'm I'm good. Hey, what other COVID variant? But, uh, <laughs> all right, yeah. So, hey, go and take us out. All right, well, y'all. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Slow Wealth Podcast. That is Success Lives on Elevation. And just to uh, reiterate our motivational quote today, excuse me, it starts by saying, note to self, you don't have to solve your whole life overnight. You don't have to feel ashamed for being where you are. All you have to do is focus on one small thing you can do to get closer to where you want to be. Slowly and lightly, one step at a time, you can get there. All right. Well, this is Success Lives on Elevation. You can catch us on all podcast platforms. We have a YouTube channel, Slow Wealth. That's S-L-O-E-W-E-A-L-T-H. We are on Facebook at Slow Wealth. Again, that's S-L-O-E-W-E-A-L-T-H. What else are we on, Ramon? Instagram, Instagram, the gram. Yeah, so uh, we're put, we're pushing out more content, and this is a promise to y'all and to ourselves because this is something that we adore doing and that we created. Um, so we definitely want to make sure that we become more consistent with the YouTube videos and with the podcast. Um, please subscribe, leave comments, love us, AKA like us. Um, 
You got anything to add, Ramon? Mm, that's it. All right, y'all. Well, we love y'all again. Thank you so much for tuning in to Slow Wealth. That is Success Lives on Elevation. And here comes our fabulous outro music. <laughs> Peace.